You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include a French actor is dead at 37 and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy mandates vaccines and boosters for all healthcare workers. Here's your national news recap for the week of January 16th. Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has decided not to mount a campaign for governor of New York. He let his decision be known in a video tweet Thursday morning. He says he will instead fight inequality in New York with every fiber of his being. He says he plans to share more news of his future plans in the days ahead. Reports say police in Los Angeles have arrested the man they say brutally murdered a UCLA student while she was at work. The LAPD says Sean Laval Smith stabbed Brianna Cupford to death at a high-end furniture store last week. Fox News reports Smith was arrested. New reports out of Germany commissioned by the Roman Catholic Church finds Pope Benedict XVI was aware of priests who abused children when he was the Archbishop of Munich from 1977 to 1981. Lawyers investigating the allegations believe he can be accused of misconduct in four cases. A new Gallup analysis examined how Americans' partisan preferences shifted over the course of the year 2021, with findings that indicate momentum for Republicans heading into this year's midterm election. In the first quarter of 2021, Democrats had a nine-point advantage over Republicans, but by the final quarter of the year, that had shifted sharply to a five-point Republican advantage, according to Gallup's data. Shamat Paliapatia, a venture capitalist who owns 2% of the Warriors NBA franchise, expressed cold indifference to the plight of the Uyghurs, an ethnic Muslim minority that has been persecuted in China, on his All In podcast last weekend. When asked about what the Uyghurs are facing in China, Paliapatia replied, Let's be honest, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. You bring it up because you really care, and I think that's nice you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth. Of all the things that I care about, it is below my line. The Warriors responded, saying Paliapatia does not speak for the franchise. Governor Larry Hogan says many of Maryland's key COVID-19 metrics are consistently and substantially declining. Speaking at a news conference, Hogan said Maryland cases are dropping at the second best rate in the U.S. Positivity is down 40% since peaking more than two weeks ago, and the case rate is down 44% over the past 12 days. Even though hospitalizations are below 3,000 for the first time since early January, the governor said he expects the number of deaths to rise in the short term before peaking and then also beginning to decline. Hogan also says the state is trying to determine if fourth doses of the COVID vaccines are needed for Maryland nursing home residents. Republicans are doing a victory lap after defeating the Democrats' hopes of expanding the filibuster as a way to pass voting rights legislation. 
Senator John Cornyn of Texas says it would have been a disaster if they had eliminated the need for a supermajority. The way the Senate works, requiring 60 votes, is in the best interest of the American people and the best interest of this institution. It's another high-profile loss for the Democrat Party, as the president's Build Back Better agenda was torpedoed. In a statement after Wednesday night's vote, Biden said he was profoundly disappointed in the Senate. Senator John Cornyn says the 60-vote requirement is in the best interest of the American people. It was claimed that this was a carve-out for election bills, but we all know that once you start that carve-out process, that it's all downhill from there. Cornyn says his opponents were put in an impossible position. There's a lot of pressure on the majority to try to get things done with 51 votes, but that's not the way the Senate is constituted. A GoFundMe page is collecting funds for the family of Michelle Goh, the Bay Area woman who was killed in New York over the weekend. The In Memory of Michelle Alyssa Goh fundraiser aims to raise money for the causes and communities that honor her legacy. The GoFundMe account was set up by her friends from NYU with the blessing of her family in Fremont. Proceeds will be directly handled by the Goh family who say Michelle was kind, thoughtful, and would always volunteer and help the less fortunate. The 40-year-old East Bay native died after being pushed onto a New York City subway train track on Saturday. The suspect, a homeless man, remains in custody and is undergoing mental health evaluations. Go attended UC Berkeley, NYU, and was living and working in New York City. The head of the police union in New York City is sounding off on bail reform laws after yet another cop was shot. There have been three police officers shot in the city this month. President of Detectives Endowment Association, Paul DiGiacomo, is demanding state lawmakers and the governor repeal bail reform laws. He says it's obvious there's a direct correlation between a rise in violent crime and drug dealing since bail reform laws went into effect. Democratic lawmakers have disagreed, saying the rise in crime has come during the pandemic and cannot be tied directly to bail reform laws. The White House press secretary is attempting to clarify President Biden's remark about the legitimacy of this year's election. Jen Psaki tweeted, Biden wasn't putting its legitimacy in doubt. Instead, she insisted the results wouldn't be valid if states toss out ballots and overturn results after the fact. She said that's what former President Trump asked states to do after the 2020 presidential election. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, Biden said the legitimacy of this year's election is related to whether Congress passes election reform. That effort stalled in the Senate as some members of his own party refused to change the filibuster rule. That requires 60 votes to move legislation forward. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. Jamaica's four-man bobsled team is going to the Winter Olympics for the first time in more than two decades. The Jamaicans will compete in three events at the Winter Games in Beijing, the four-man and two-man bobsled and the women's monobob. Jamaica last competed in a four-man bobsled in 1998 Winter's Olympic in Nagano, Japan, but the country had two-man teams in five consecutive Olympics from 1992 to 2014. Jamaica's two-women bobsled made its first appearance in the 2018 Winter Games in Seoul, Korea. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is facing more pressure to resign over a drink party during lockdown. It happened May 2020 at Downing Street, and Johnson had to answer more questions about it today from members of Parliament. 
Johnson had said he wasn't warned it went against the lockdown rules, but leader of Labour Party Kerr Stammer called his defenses absurd and unbelievable. Johnson insisted the public must wait for an inquiry that's being done into what happened. Johnson is facing pressure to resign. Not to abuse space as increasingly important to security and reserves the right to declare at any attack there as an act of war. The alliance is concerned over the potential threats to the global satellite network on which everything from communication to GPS depends. A new space policy released Monday also sounds the alarm that potential advisors could use their own satellites for espionage or cyber attacks. NATO is looking for members like the U.S. and France to manage their own military space programs and share information with the rest of the alliance. Olympic athletes are facing a new COVID restriction with less than three weeks until the Winter Games. China is now requiring all travelers to take a specific test within 72 hours of arriving. This comes after the capital city of Beijing reported its first Omicron case over the weekend. That forced organizers to also cancel ticket sales for local fans since international crowds were also banned. Some schools have even moved classes online. Long spectators uncovered at a burial mound in the northern Caucasus in Russia could be the oldest drinking straws. The summer of 1897 by archaeologist Nikolai Volskalsky. The straws are also believed to have been used for communal beer chugging during festivals to honor the dead. The 5,000-year-old straws are just over three and a half feet tall, and the vessels they sip from were so large, seven could gulp down seven pints of beer. French actor Gaspard Yuli is dead at the age of 37. He's best known for his role as Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising. He died after a skiing accident in France earlier this week. The actor's next on-screen appearance is set to take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Disney Plus' series Moon Knight that comes out March 30th. There is a new suspect in the betrayal of Anne Frank. Brian Shook has more. A six-year cold case investigation named Jewish notary Arnold Vandenberg as a leading suspect in the eventual finding of Frank and seven other Jewish people by Nazis in 1944. A team consisting of historians, criminologists, data specialists, and a retired U.S. FBI agent identified an unsigned note to Anne's father, Otto, as naming Vandenberg of allegedly passing on information that led to the capture. I'm Brian Shook. A marine biologist in Australia is detailing her encounter with the rare octopus. Janissa Slackton saw the blanket octopus while she was snorkeling near Lady Elliot Island off the country's east coast. The octopus lives near coral reefs in tropical ocean settings with cape-like webs around its tentacles to intimidate predators. Slackton told the Guardian the one she saw was female with a male being seen for the first time ever just 21 years ago. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. New Jersey is working to deal with its teacher shortages brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. A new law signed into effect recently allows teachers at least six months into retirement to return to the classroom under a one-year contract, all while collecting a pension. The contract can be renewed for an additional year, but not go beyond two years unless special approval by educational officials. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has presented his fiscal 2023 budget to state lawmakers. The governor's eighth and final budget proposes $4.6 billion in tax cuts and leaves $3.6 billion in the rainy day fund. 
The governor says the proposal delivers major tax relief to retirees and working families and makes record investments in K-12 education and school construction. State law requires the governor to present a balanced budget and the General Assembly can only cut from his proposals, not add or relocate funds. In addition to this, Governor Hogan says the White House's plan to give out 500 million COVID test kits is holding up the state's distribution effort. The governor says the state has a good supply of PCR and rapid tests, but has ordered millions more. The White House disputes the complaint, saying its plan is not undercutting state supplies. According to the Baltimore Sun, a senior advisor to the White House COVID-19 response team says by contract, President Biden's plan cannot take tests from state governments or U.S. commercial operations. Police in Elizabeth, New Jersey are investigating a cop after he was caught on camera threatening to beat a man during an argument. Sarah Lee Kessler has more. That's a threat. Yeah, I'm threatening him. So what? The Elizabeth police officer who's been on the force since 2017 got into a verbal spat with a man accused of a hit and run. Even after the accident victim said he was not the one, the cop kept it up, threatening a beatdown. I'll come back here at 8 o'clock and I'll whoop, I'll dust you off all up and down the street. The nasty encounter has gone viral, watched at least 180,000 times on TikTok. The police department's internal affairs unit is looking into it. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. The search is on for two suspects to open fire outside a Pennsylvania school. Pittsburgh Police Chief Scott Schubert says they shot and killed a 15-year-old boy just before students were let out for the day. It was the first day back in class after remote learning for more than a week. Only the teen and a driver were in the van where he was shot, and it's unclear if he was targeted or knew the suspects. He was shot twice in the chest and died at a hospital. Teachers remember him as having a contagious smile and infectious sense of humor. Police are now reviewing surveillance video and pleading for information. Governor Phil Murphy is mandating vaccines for New Jersey healthcare employees, including booster shots. In an executive order, Murphy announced all workers in healthcare settings and high risk congregate living facilities must now be up to date on both primary and booster shots with no test out option. Unvaccinated healthcare workers have until January the 27th to get their first dose and must complete the series by February the 28th. For vaccinated workers, the same deadlines apply for booster shots. State residents are getting a three-month extension to file their Maryland income taxes. Comptroller Peter Fanchow announced that residents will have until July the 15th to file their state individual income tax. Fanchow said the extension is meant to give taxpayers facing financial issues due to the COVID-19 pandemic a bit more time to get their taxes filed. This is the third consecutive year the state has extended the filing deadline for income taxes to July the 15th. The comptroller said the extension has benefited more than 600,000 taxpayers over the past two years. A dedicated group of Marylanders gathered recently to celebrate the 213th birthday of poet Edgar Allan Poe. The group gathered at Poe's graveside at the corner of West Fayette and North Green Streets in downtown Baltimore. Poe was born in Boston, Massachusetts on January 19, 1809 and died in Baltimore on October 7, 1849. The anniversary of Poe's birth was marked with a reading of the poet's classic poem The Raven. Others celebrated the occasion by placing flowers and a statue of a raven on Poe's grave. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Ram with your Rowan News. On the 17th January, the host of the Cross Connection on MSNBC, Tiffany Cross, appeared during Rowan University's 36th annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Scholarship Breakfast and Day of Service with a very clear message to be proactive about democracy. I think some of my peers struggled so much that they insulate their kids from the harsh realities of the world. And it's like, no, get out here and see what's happening. You know, look at what's happening going down in these streets and 
get the freak off Twitter and get out here and help do some actual work. You know, what are you doing other than binge watching and tweeting and posting and taking selfies? Get in the fight. She urged young people to take part in voter registration drives and run for office to move beyond simply tweeting in opposition and to remain hopeful. The following day was the first day of classes for students. The latest COVID-19 protocol can be found on the university's website or by searching Rowan COVID-19 testing protocol. This week, a number of eminent experts were interviewed. First was Dr. Nidal Naya, a leader in artificial intelligence and its applications. She has founded a startup company that uses it for detection of tumors, called MRA Math, and alongside this oversees research and ventures with the National Science Foundation, the U.S. Army, the FAA, and Lockheed Martin. Dr. Brent Elder joined her in the lineup of talent being an assistant professor of interdisciplinary and inclusive education in the College of Education. He has co-designed teacher training modules for inclusive education that have been adopted by UNICEF and USAID and is a founder of Tangata, an NGO that has special consultancy status with the UN that aims to develop local projects that support access to advocacy, education, law reform, and sustainable development for people with disabilities. Dr. Patrice Tremoulet was another, rounding out the members that are invested in the betterment of humanity. She says that humans are both the weakest links and the greatest strength. As a human factor scientist with their background in operations research, her job is to make tools, processes, and work environments so that they function better for people, from child safety and self-driving vehicles to older patient care as they move from one care coordinator to the next. And I've been Ram with your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world. Roan University winter sports are in full swing here in 2022, and the Roan men's basketball team took on the College of New Jersey on Wednesday and won by a final score of 101-79. to Sophomore Marcellus Ross followed up his 33-point game against Ramapo with a 20-point game against TCNJ. He also added six rebounds, two assists, and two steals as well. Sophomore forward Andrew Seeger also dropped 20 points and three rebounds in the win. The men's team has now won two in a row against NJAC opponents and is now 14-3, yes, 14-3 on the season going 8-1 at home. They love playing in Glassboro. The Prowse will be on the road today against Kane University at 1 p.m. As for the Rowan women's basketball team, the Profs also took on TCNJ and won by a final score of 89-78 on Wednesday. Dakota Adams led the way with a double-double, scoring 18 points and adding 10 rebounds. Nicole Mallard scored 15 points in the game to continue her strong campaign on the season. The women's team has won seven straight to improve to 11-5 on the year. They will also take on Kane University following the men's game at 3 p.m. on the road. Moving along to the Rowan men's swimming team, a new College Swimming Coaches Association of America poll has been released with the props being ranked 19th in Division Three and 4th in the Northeast-South region, unchanged from last month's poll. Moving along to professional sports and the National Football League, the NFL playoffs have begun with Super Wildcard Weekend starting last week with the Cowboys, Eagles, 
Cardinals, Steelers, Patriots, and Raiders being eliminated in the first week of the playoffs. Heading into the divisional round, the Cincinnati Bengals will travel to Tennessee to take on the first seed Titans today at 4.30 p.m. The San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers will also score off tonight at Lambeau Field at 8.15 p.m. Tomorrow, the the Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face off in Tampa Bay, and the big matchup of the weekend will be the last divisional game of the day between the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. The winners of this weekend's games will then be one game away from the Super Bowl. From the gridiron to the diamond, the MLB Players Association and MLB plan to meet once again this coming Monday to discuss ending the lockout and figuring out a new CBA. Spring training is scheduled to begin February 16th, but if no deal is arranged, that is in danger of being delayed. Continuing with some more baseball news, robot umpires are now coming to the AAA ranks with the automated strike zone. According to ESPN, the MLB's website posted a hiring notice looking for seasonal employees to operate the automated ball strike system. Robot umpires will continue to be used in the low A leagues and will be used at some spring training sites if spring training gets rolling along. With that, I am Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Steckler with your Roan Report business update. A New Jersey company is outfitting the 2022 U.S. Olympic and Paralympic team parkas. Governor Phil Murphy applauded the selection of Better Team USA, the apparel manufacturer behind the parkas for the upcoming Games' opening ceremonies. Murphy noted how many millions of people tune into the Olympics and how proud he is that the fans will be able to catch Team USA athletes outfitted in Ralph Lauren-designed parkas made in New Jersey by the Clifton-based company. President Biden thinks Russia will likely invade Ukraine. Mark Mayfield reports. During a roughly two-hour White House news conference, Biden again warned Moscow about severe economic consequences if there is an invasion. Biden defended his tenure on the eve of his first anniversary as president. He said it has been a year of challenges and a great progress. Biden cited steady economic gains and expressed confidence that the Federal Reserve will get a handle on rising inflation in coming months. He also noted that Vice President Harris will be on the ticket if he decides to seek re-election, which he is expected to do. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's going to be painful to get a handle on inflation. That's according to President Biden, who addressed the issue at the White House. Biden said it's going to be hard to tackle rising gas prices because they depend on the worldwide oil supply. He added he's also working to tackle rising grocery prices, and he's looking into working with China to end tariffs to bring prices down. Snapchat is making it harder for strangers to connect with teenagers. The social media company says it's changing its quick ad friend suggestion feature so it's impossible to add users under under 18 unless they have a certain number of friends in common. Snapchat and other popular platforms have been under pressure to address drug sales on their sites, which have been linked to an increase in teen deaths. With the new policy, Snapchat hopes to limit the way drug dealers can be added as a friend by teenagers. I'm Megan Steckler and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. A giant in the entertainment industry is being mourned today. Legendary rock singer Meatloaf is dead at age 74. 
His family confirmed the passing overnight. However, no official word on the cause of death, but some details are just starting to come to light. Sources are telling TMZ that Meatloaf was supposed to attend a business dinner this week to discuss a new relationship show he was working on called I Would Do Anything for Love, named after one of his hit songs. But that dinner was canceled because the singer became seriously ill with COVID-19. However, it is unclear if he was vaccinated. The British company that's co-producing the upcoming Tom Cruise space movie plans to launch a production studio and sports arena in space. Space Enterprise Entertainment, also known as C, has rolled out plans to build a space station module holding a sports and entertainment arena and a content studio by December 2024. The module is intended to host films, TV shows, music, and sports events, along with artists, producers, and creative types who want to create content in the low-orbit, microgravity environment. It will be called C1. Paramore is officially announcing their return as a group. The band will headline the When We Were Young Festival alongside My Chemical Romance this October in Las Vegas. The festival is described as an epic lineup of emo and rock bands from the past two decades. Fans can sign up for the pre-sale tickets starting January 21st. It's the first Paramore show to be announced since the group's 2018 hiatus. The public feud between Britney Spears and her younger sister is heating up again. In a recent development, the toxic singer sent Jamie Lynn Spears a cease and desist letter concerning her new memoir, Things I Should Have Said. In the letter, Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, called the book ill-timed and says the contents make misleading claims about the pop star. Jamie Lynn recently claimed the book is not about her sister's 13-year conservatorship and that she was her biggest supporter. However, Britney took to Instagram this week and addressed her sister directly for her allegedly entitled past behavior. French actor Gaspard Yulia is dead at the age of 37. He's best known for his role as Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising. He died in a ski accident in France earlier this week. The actor's next on-screen appearance is set to take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the Disney Plus series Moon Knight coming out on March 30th. Not only is the Ellen DeGeneres show leaving the air, so is DeGeneres' game show. The Hollywood Reporter says NBC canceled Ellen's Game of Games after four seasons. The show earned DeGeneres two Primetime Emmys nominations for an outstanding host of a competition show. A familiar face will be playing the role of Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming biopic. Daniel Radcliffe, known for his role as Harry Potter, will tackle the role of the parody song singer. The official Weird the Al Yankovic story will be available for streaming on the Roku channel. Production for the project is set to be in L.A. earlier next month. The 2022 Grammys are announcing a new date and new location. The 64th edition of the show will be broadcast from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas on April 3rd. In a statement from Recording Academy CEO Harvey Mason Jr., the award ceremony will air at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The original January 31st date was postponed due to COVID-19 concerns. John Batiste is the most nominated artist, followed by Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, Justin Bieber, and her. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.